Hello everybody, back with another interview today. And this is somebody who I'm getting to know, uh, hoping to get to know even better because he's a really cool guy. He's got a great story and is somebody that I just want to introduce to the community today. His name is Josh Tapp. And he runs a podcast called The Lucky Titan. And I brought him on today just to get some great information out of this guy's brain. I was interviewed on the, his show a while back and I had a great time. So I thought, let's bring him on here and have him share some of his genius with us. First of all, Josh, how are you doing? Good, sir. So good. So excited to be here, man. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah, well, look, you're a podcast uh, expert and legend. So I'm just learning the ropes here. So I do apologize if this is a little bit... Uh, shall we say not as professional as you, but I think people will still love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all about the the unscripted. Believe it or not, we don't even really edit our own show because I like to leave in the ums, the ahs, the mistakes. It's just so funny to see people. They're, they're trying to make themselves look more quote unquote professional. And in that yeah. way, they're they're losing the relatability with their audience. <laughs> yeah. It's, and you get the other people that say, um, I need to write an authentic post. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, well, you're not very authentic then. So I love that. That's exactly how we operate here. Uh, myself and Robert, as everybody knows. So Josh, let's just kind of kick it off with who are you? What do you do? What's your story? So people can know why you are absolutely here and ready to rock. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, we talked about this before the interview, but it, this can be a huge can of worms to, to ask somebody about their story. And, and I thought I'd just highlight a, just a piece of the story because it fits well with, with the people who are listening to this. And it really is, um, it goes clear back to when I was eight years old. And I actually just made a post about this uh, or sent an email out to my list this morning about this. So it's, it's fresh on my mind, but um, and, and to kind of preface this story. So I was driving home, me and a friend of mine, he's actually a one of our employees here, we went out kayaking on Saturday, just about died. It was the craziest thing in my life. Oh, um, God. <laughs> just about drowned. Uh, so don't go Jeez. unless you have a guide. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite an interesting experience. But we're driving back, so we're having a deep conversation because we just cheated death, you know? Yeah. And then, um, so I'm driving, and, and uh, I see there's this lemonade stand. So I pull over, and we buy a couple of lemonade, and we keep driving. And then about an hour later, I, I pull over again, and because there's another lemonade stand and I grab another cup of lemonade and he stops me. He's like, why the heck are we stopping again? You already have your lemonade. You've already given back. And, <laughs> and the, the thing for me that I, um, what, what people don't understand about lemonade stands <laughs> is, is really the significance that it has in a child's life. And it, and it brings you back to when I was eight years old and, you know, I was, I grew up in a really poor family. My dad was actually a fourth generation entrepreneur. So I'm the fifth generation, but his great grandfather was one of the most successful people in Texas, huge cattle rancher. And then um, it just kind of from there petered away to where my, my father was was struggling um, with business. Not to say he's not successful because he is now, but at the yeah. time we weren't really doing very well. But but so I wanted to be that generation of, of entrepreneur. You know, I'm like, I, I want to be the fifth gen. <laughs> so at, at eight years old, I'm like, you know what? What can I do to make some money? You know, and most kids would say, oh, I'm going to go mow a lawn or I'm going to go. Um, yeah you know, get a job or what have you do some chores around the house. But I looked around me and said, what do I have that somebody would want? And at the time yeah. I had this, this collection of rocks, okay. These polished rocks at eight years old, they were probably the coolest thing under the sun. Right. But mm. I really, really wanted this brand new bike. I had been watching it for years at Toys R Us. If that even still exists, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but we, we, uh, I, I was like, I'm going to sell these rocks and see if I can buy a bicycle. And I, so I go to the end of my parents' driveway and set up a little booth and I just had this, this sign that said, you know, rocks for sale. And 
I sat there for about three hours and people just kept passing and passing and passing and nothing was, um, nobody was stopping. And, and we, so I started to get disheartened, you know, like, oh, maybe I'm not a good yeah. entrepreneur. And then this guy rolls up in a Camaro and it's an older Camaro and he steps out of his car and he's just beaming and he's like, what, what, uh, what, what are you selling? And I was like, oh, I'm selling these rocks. And he comes over and he picks through my rocks and picks the ugliest one and said, how yeah. much? I said, 25 cents. And then he handed me a dollar. And I, I don't even remember what happened after that because I was just in awe. <laughs> I'm like, I made a dollar by sitting on my butt. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love um, that. that. That was really like the start of my entrepreneurial journey. And, you know, since then we've owned multiple different companies, but the, the Lucky Titan is, and, and the reason I stopped at Lemonade Stands and all of this is kind of a culmination of just giving back. Um, I've watched so many people um, in this world are trying to support people and, and, in destroying creativity. <laughs> they want yeah. people to just fit molds and do, do, you know, the nine to five or whatever. And, you know, if, if you're into jobs, that's great. I am a huge advocate of entrepreneurialism because it's, it allows us to be creative. And so our show kind of sprung from that. And, and that's the reason I stop at lemonade stands is because I want to make sure that I'm giving back. And I, I know I can start yeah. that entrepreneurial spark in the next generation. But the podcast is really all around that. So I, I personally, this is just my shout out to anybody who's ever had a lemonade stand. Good on you. You're going to be successful. <laughs> <laughs> just keep on the path. I, I was just, it's funny you say that because whenever I was a kid, uh, I my dad worked in a factory and he used to, basically they, they would have wires, right? In a factory and you'd be able to cut off these little tiny pieces of wire and you could put uh, like a thread through each of these little pieces, but each of the pieces were all different colors. And yeah, so yeah. we used to get my dad to bring them home and we would make like necklaces and bracelets with these different color threads, right? Uh, little things right. on, a, on a string. And we go out and sell them on the street as well. And I often think back to that also and, and, and all those little things that we, we did as kids. And it doesn't mean you're guaranteed to be an entrepreneur or something when you did that, but it shows you had some kind of an inkling for something different you wanted something exactly. more and I, I think a lot of people today will listen to your part of your story josh and be like yeah like i i feel like that even now i just want that feeling of something different and uh and that's it that's an awesome feeling and it's one that hey do you want to know something as you grow a business it's easy to forget and i think your story perfectly reminds us all of of the journey we're on you know right well, and, and I love sharing that story, not not because, oh, it's mine, but it's it's one that I think everybody can relate with. You know, we, we've all had that that first entrepreneurial journey. And I know for every person I've ever talked to, you know, we've interviewed over a thousand um, of the world's most successful entrepreneurs, and every single one of them can still remember the day they made their first dollar through business. Yeah. And it's it's one of those highlight moments of their lives, you know, one of those pivotal turning moments of their lives. And so I love I love sharing those stories um, with people, but I also love to see uh, people supporting that in that next generation. Yeah. Well, I, I would ask you a question because obviously this show is called the Superhero Lifestyle Show, right? right? So what would be, do you, what is, do you feel like your big superpower when it comes to business or when it comes to podcasting as you become so good at over the years, what would you say is your, your main thing? And I'm interested in taking that and potentially diving into that a little bit to see how people, what can people learn from that in order to implement in their own lives to get results, you know? Yeah. 
Well, and I love that's why I love your whole mantra around superheroes. You know, our our podcast is called The Lucky Titan. It's meant to be big and blatant like superheroes. You know, I'm just kind of upset I didn't think of marketplace superheroes first. But. <laughs> It'd be expensive to sell to you, unfortunately, Josh. Yeah, I know. I'm like, huh. How can I get you to give that to me? Um, <laughs> such an awesome brand, um, especially because I'm a huge Marvel fan. If you could see my office oh, right yeah. now, I, all I have is is uh, memorabilia of of Marvel. But but anyway, so to, to get back to your question, honestly, I, I feel like my superpower, um, and I've I've learned this more recently, even is that my superpower is I'm really good at getting people excited about the potential of their company, and mm-hmm. I'm good at helping people to get other people excited about what they're doing. And so our whole business, you know, we kind of skipped over this in the beginning, but but the Lucky Titan is actually built around helping people um, get their message out there. We're really there to make an authority play. So you know, our business is built around building podcasts and content strategies that can get anywhere from 10,000 to 50,000 people seeing your brand, um, even if you're starting from scratch, if nobody even knows who you are. And so our, our strategy is really built around that, around the authority play. And so our, my superpower is, has been in, in helping people to do that. I, I used to think, you know, I, when I first started in a business, I started with Facebook ads and people would tell me, oh, you're really good at marketing. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be the marketing guy. I'm going to be the next Russell Brunson or Ryan Dyes, you know, <laughs> getting all excited about being the marketing guy. And not that I'm, I'm not the marketing guy, but I actually found that marketing wasn't you know, in and of itself, wasn't my superpower. My superpower mm-hmm. was helping get people excited and and excited about what they can do for themselves and what their business can provide for them. So that's that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's cool. But do you want to know something? Like, but I find interesting, but also inspiring about that. I want to really unpack is the fact that some people would say, "Well, how the hell do I turn the fact I can get people excited about stuff?" into something that makes me money because it feels like uh it almost feels like something that like you just couldn't make money doing so for you how did you go about doing that like how how'd you get your first clients how did you figure out okay this can make me money what what did that look like for you yeah and and this is an awesome question you know I, i just briefly touched on how i had a facebook ads agency so i was i was building that during um, college while I was finishing up my undergraduate degree. Yeah. And so when I graduated from college, it was actually paying me more than I could have made at the job at that point. Um, wow. not much more, but it was enough to be like, you know what, <laughs> I'm not getting a job. I enjoy this lifestyle, but I hated, hated running Facebook ads. It was my apps still to this day. I will never do it again. Like I will always <laughs> pay somebody else to do it. I did it for a while too. And it was very stressful. <laughs> It's just, it's just a beast um, in and of itself. Very worthwhile if you get good at it, but man, it's just yeah. not fun. Anyway, so I, I get to that point, right, where I'm sitting here going, oh, I hate my life. I hate what I'm doing. And then we actually, one of our clients um, at the time made up about half of our revenue. And yeah. they gave me a call and said, Josh, um, you've been killing it. We have so many leads. This is a big real estate brokerage. They're like, we have enough leads to last for the next year. So I think we're going to pause our service with you. For the next year yeah and i just remember being like are you kidding me you're firing me because i did so i did good for you <laughs> i did too well yeah, uh, yeah. and, and it's uh it was one of those moments where i'm just like wow i am not doing what i want to do i'm not where i want to be i'm having to fight to get the next client my entire life is spent around trying to sell something somebody on something i don't really enjoy and so i had a i had a mentor at the time and he sat down with me and was like josh you know you've been talking about doing a podcast for years just do it 
So I, I took the leap of faith. I literally closed that entire Facebook ads business. We actually went to all of our clients and handed them off to a different ad agency. And I closed within two days and mm -hmm. we went clear down to zero. Now at this time, my wife was working a job so we could barely meet ends, uh, make ends meet at that time. But we, we ended up, um, I decided to close. I'm like, I'm going to start from scratch. I didn't even know what I was going to offer, Stephen. Honestly, I was wow. sitting here going, I'm going to start a podcast and let's see if there's a way to make money with it, you know? <laughs> and uh, Great idea, Josh. Yeah, I know. It's one of those like idiotic things. <laughs> but, you know, it ends up paying out in the long run. So I decided, you know, I'm like, you know what? I want to hang out with some of the world's most successful people. So I spent uh, the first week just booking interviews and we booked over 80 interviews with some of the top um entrepreneurs in the world actually and it was mm. I, I just wanted to ask them all you know, like what would you do if you had to start over from scratch that's where i'm at like what would you do if you had to start over and what type of business would you build and what would you do and, and after the first 20 interviews i realized i know what i need to do and because there was a common theme between all of them they all said i would not start at a low ticket product i would start at a high ticket product i would sell something either a service um, or a mastermind or some sort of coaching first until i could make my first hundred thousand dollars and I remember going, dude, I just barely got out of college. I'm not worth anything as far as coaching goes, right? Sure. And um, I, I ended up uh, with one of the guys. He's like, well, I'd be in a mastermind with you. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. So I was like, so if I build a mastermind, can I leverage your name? Because this guy, had, I think he'd made $100 million at the time. Wow. Um, and he's like, yeah, you can leverage my name. Let's do it. I'll even send you some people. And and so from my podcast, I just interviewed people and we ended up closing, I think it was like $200,000, $220,000 in sales from that, um, from that podcast over the next I think, two or three months um, wow. into this mastermind, right? Because I was able to leverage his name. I'm like, this guy's going to be there. You want to be there. It's, it's 15 grand to be in this room. And, and yeah. uh, anyways, they, uh, everybody was chomping at the bit to be in the room. So it ended up being such a cool experience because I was able to get around the right people um, but it, it helped me see that, wow, I, I could, even though I'm just kind of this random kid from Idaho, which most people don't even know where that is in the U S yeah. I mean, I'm from the sticks and I'm sitting here with, <laughs> with uh, multiple hundred millionaires and they're actually actively listening to what I have to say. Mm. And it was such an intriguing thing because I was getting coaching from them as well. And, and honestly, for everybody I work with, that's the first thing I recommend they do. Because A, it's, it's a quick method to cash. There's You don't even need a funnel. You don't need anything. You literally just need to start a podcast and get one of the people that use their name <laughs> to leverage their name to build a mastermind. I, I, that's such a great, I mean, that's a great idea. And I could definitely see that. I'm going to put Josh on the spot now. I could see that being one of our side hustles in our new Side Hustle Heroes brand. For sure, Josh. I'm, oh, yeah. putting, I'm putting him on the spot now. He's going to have to do it. But no, I, I, I think it's a great idea because- what your story really illustrates extremely well is the fact that everybody says, well, I'm not an expert. You know, I'm not this, I'm not that. And you had that same opinion, but it didn't matter because what you did was you brought together people that had a common problem and you brought someone that had a solution and you put together a, a, a forum, a framework, whatever, a mastermind that people would get value from. So really all you did was you connected people who had problems together um, right. a, and it made sense. Like, And I think that's huge because I had the same thing when I started. Well, I'm not an expert. I, it's all about me, me, me. Whereas you actually took the emphasis off yourself and you actually looked outside of that. And I think that was a bold but brilliant strategy. Um, and 
that what an awesome way to get started. That that's just oh, I appreciate that. Well, thanks for your kind words. You know, honestly though, Stephen, it's it's one of the ways, in my opinion, that it allows you to become the person who can be like you, right? Because yes. I mean, your products are incredible. I mean, you guys do an amazing job. I've actually been going through your your programs. It's so so awesome what you guys have built over there. Thank you. And but you you didn't become that guy. <laughs> you know, right off the street. You no, know? no, of course not. You had to put so much into practice and become so successful in interviewing you. You know, I, I was able to hear your story and see that it took, it took a lot of work. And for me, what I found is I said, you know what, the people I want to be around are the successful people. So the mastermind is what something they want. I'm just going to build it. And this, Spread, yeah, yeah. this is about five years ago at this point. Um, but what we found was getting around that group of people, I started to realize that even though they were ridiculously wealthy, I found out that they still had problems that needed solved. Yeah. And what most people, you know, who are just starting out, you know, I don't want to say poor people because you never know where you're at. But for me, I was, for sure. I was dead broke. You know, I, I remember just saying like, what, what are the needs they have? And to this day, that's all I do is anytime I bring somebody on my podcast, I'm actually interrogating them really about what do you need? Like where, what are the big needs you have? That's mm -hmm. where, so our, our, current company that we're growing it's called podcast multipliers where we're doing the content and the building podcasts for people that actually came because i had a this mastermind's been going for years and i actually put it to the group saying hey you know what i'm looking to start up an agency um what would you what service would you want provided and all of them said i want you to to build me a podcast like yours Wow. I wanted, I wanted to use my podcast to do what you've done. <laughs> but that, that makes sense though. I mean, yeah. I'm even thinking about myself and obviously like with, with this show, we just began to interview really cool people like yourself because again, our audience, I realized, you know, it's about opening the door to other people and sharing great ideas and not being like, you know, um, I don't know, like, you know, some people put their arm around their audience, which I do because I protect them life and death. But then there's amazing people like you that, that need to be introduced to them. But the point is that, look, there's people like me. We've got a lot going on. We're an eight-figure business. Right. But, you know, don't necessarily have the time for all these things. Whereas someone like yourself, much more knowledge in a specific area. I don't even really care about your credentials. I just want to know, can you get me the result that you're talking about? And that's exactly. what you've been doing for people, right? Right. And seeing that's, that's, what's funny, man, is like the only credential I had was, this is what we do for our own podcast. Yeah. And none of them, not a single client we've ever gotten has asked us, well, could, could you show us some results? We want to see some results, you know, and all, if anybody even brings anything up like that, I just say, go look at my show. You know, mm -hmm. even now that we have lots of different clients, people, people sure. will, they never ask it because they're like, Hey, if you, if you can prove to me that you can get that result for me, without me having to put in a lot of time, they're going to do it. And I mean, for us, our differentiating factor that I found was the reason people wanted to pay us is because they were already very successful. They had a good sales process in place. They just wanted a good content strategy, but they didn't want to have to build the team and they didn't want to have to put in, you know, dozens of hours every month to create content. So our yeah. entire messaging is saying, Hey, in one hour a month, we're going to produce enough content for you for the entire month. It comes out to be like 150 pieces of content total, I think. Um, and for them, they're like, wow, okay, yeah. I mean, if I can leverage an hour of my time a month, of course I'm going to do that, right? Yeah, of course. No, I mean, it's it makes so much sense. And I, I think as well, to touch on that point, it's like, it seems to me as well that you would look at the problem before you would look at, can I deliver the solution? Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's another point because... 
I don't, I, it seems to me you, you kind of say to yourself, well, what are the problems you have? Let me listen to you. And then I think, tell me about that. Is it a case of you go and find people that can then do that? Or do you always want to, does it always have to be something you figure out or what do you do there? So I think there's two approaches to it. If, if you're brand new, I think you do need to find a team of people. And it, it, that doesn't mean you need this big, ridiculously massive team. It can be you and one other person who has the same vision you do that you're both just going to split the profits, for example. In yeah. our case, this is why I decided to go this route is, uh, and you know, building the podcast multipliers is we, we, we've been running our mastermind for years and people have been asking me, where should I get, you know, because we're teaching them how to uh, monetize their shows. That's really where we've been for the past yeah. five years. That's what we've been doing. We're talking about monetizing your podcast. So we, we found out that I've pushed over $1.2 million in sales to other agencies to just produce the podcast. And when wow. I found that number out because of the commissions we had done, my accountant comes to me and he's like, why don't you just build this? <laughs> he's 100%. like, why don't, why don't you just have this? And, and my coach at the same time was like, you already have the team. They're building yours. Just rent them out rent out your team. And so for us, yeah, that's, that's where it all began. But for most people, I think if you look at your specific model that you have, if you want to do some sort of done for you service, like we do, um, look at what you already have. I mean, don't, don't yeah. try to rebuild a whole new business. Like you've, you've already put in enough time at this point, <laughs> you know, and, and this, this bridges well into what you do, Steven, you know, in the e-commerce space, like people, they, they don't realize that once you've built a list, an email list of people around a specific topic. So let's just say you're really interested in pets, right? Yeah. You're, you're selling dog food. It makes no sense for you to go out and start selling guns, you know, because <laughs> I mean, pets are really annoying, but you know, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> people are going to get really annoyed. That was a joke, everybody. Exactly. <laughs> no, no joke. <laughs> um, but, but what's so interesting is that people, don't realize that, well, you already have the list. They're already buying dog food from you. Why don't you just sell them a dog brush and a dog toothbrush and all these other things that weird dog people have, right? So if you'll, sorry, if you're a weird dog person, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weird dog person. So, um, you know, that's what it really comes down to though, is like use the resources you already have. Don't try to rebuild the business for, from scratch. And another tip that I got that I loved, and this was from having people on my show was, build it before you set or sell it before you build it. Excuse yeah. Me. Sell it before you build it because you need to see if people actually want it first. And a lot of people ask me like, well, how do you do that? The thing is it's called a beta launch. I mean, reach out to people saying, Hey, we're thinking about building the service. Would you buy it? And when they say yes, you say, sweet, will you buy it? And I'll, and I'll build it for you. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, if they've already said yes, they'll end up buying it anyways. It's just crazy. So people have to be willing to ask. I think that's, yes, and that's the key point where you just said there, I, I, I cut you off at the wrong time, I apologize. That's but, okay. but but what you're saying is right because even when I, like years ago when I was up and coming in this whole uh, business, I would have said to myself back then, no one's going to want to listen to me because again, I made it about me. It was always about me. Right. Uh, but but like you've we've, we've seen with your story and how you've been doing things, and, and how I've changed over the years too, obviously, is by thinking about other people. Is the Zig Ziglar uh, quote, which we've heard a million times, but you got to keep rehearing it, which is to get what you want, you have got to help enough people get what they want. Now that's butchered a little bit, but that's basically what, what the, the quote is. And it's a beautiful quote. And, and so to the people out there, I think they're speaking to the wrong people a lot of times, whereas right. you're speaking to people that you know 
have an urgent problem and you sim- would you say you have always used your podcast to find those people are there are there other ways to do it as well or is that the way do you think well let, let me just give you the strategy because i've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs about this because Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name, but he's the guy who started the ask method, A-S-K. Ryan Levesque. Yes, Michael Levesque. Yeah, so- Ryan, 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 Ryan. Or Ryan Levesque. Kill yes. me if I get his name wrong. I know Ryan well. <laughs> so um, super awesome concept, you know, what he does. I lo- if you really need a good tip on how to do it, you go look at what he does. Um, he has a whole program around the ask method, but um, there's a lot of different strategies behind it, but I found the fastest route to get there is to simply start a podcast. People, people look at it and they say, Oh, I've got to have this big, ridiculously expensive thing. You know, like, like what we build for our clients, 99% of you don't need that. <laughs> you you yeah. need your phone and you need the app like anchor.fm. For example, it's a free podcasting app and you can actually record from in there and do everything you want to do there. I'm not uh, affiliated with them in any way, but you're welcome to go use their stuff. Yep. You're welcome, Anchor. So they, <laughs> um, one of the best ways, though, is to actually just sit down and ask people about what they want to do. The reason I recommend podcasting is it allows you to get in the door with your the, the person that you never thought you could have as your customer. And when, when I find, especially in the entrepreneurial space, let's just talk business to business space, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody starts in this space trying to serve brand new entrepreneurs when they're a brand new entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, it's just the most it's just the stupidest thing to me because you're like, they have yeah. no money. You have no money. Yeah. What's the point of trying to sell them something, right? Not that, not that you're bad if you don't have money at that point, but what you have as somebody who is a starting a brand new business that a successful person doesn't have is time. And if you're willing to say, you know what, I'm going to put in the time to build you out a team or to coach you or to put together a mastermind for you, you know, get you in the door with certain people. If you do those sort of things for people, they will pay you ridiculous amounts of money because it saves them ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah. So the reason I recommend podcasting is it's it's look at the people that you're like, you know, in 10 years, I, I want them to be my customer when I'm successful. I want you to look at that customer 10 years from now and say, I'm going to talk to them tomorrow. I'm going <laughs> to book a time with them and we're going to talk. And you can't just reach out to them on LinkedIn and say, hey, I want to pick your brain. But if you no. say, hey, I want you to come on my show, you will get them. I from from our numbers, even when I started out brand new with zero listens, we got a billionaire to come on our show and multiple hundred millionaires right off the bat. We reached out to, because I mentioned, you know, we had 80 people come on our show. I had reached yeah. out to a hundred people and 80 of them said yes immediately. Wow. And of the other 20, I, I interviewed 19 of them over the next year. So we had one out of a hundred who told me no. It's just, it's just so smart as what, as what that is. I, I, I think it's a, I think you, the biggest point I want to really take away is what you said about beginning entrepreneurs, working with beginning entrepreneurs. I laugh because I see it all the time. You know, we teach different things over at Side Hustle Heroes. It's a brand that we're building and something I'm really passionate about because like you, like you've been mentioning, a lot of people like they, they require a lot of education in order to make these changes, start making some money. And that's the biggest thing like you just said, like, I mean, speaking to people in business uh, via show, like you're saying, is a great strategy. They're going to, they're going to share their story. And like you said, though, they're going to be very open with you. I mean, I'll tell you something of late that happened with my show, uh, this show, I should say. I don't even know if this interview is ever going to air, honestly. I got a guy called Mark Ford onto the show. I don't know if you know Mark Ford. Michael Masterson. Uh, yeah, you know he's. Did you ever have him on your show? I don't know if ever? I have. Oh, dude. 
Jesus guy, one of my, one of my heroes. Uh, and so I got him on, you know, and he started talking about, uh, the four stages of entrepreneurial growth. That's what I wanted to ask him about that, but I had really specific questions about that, that I wanted to know the answers to. And <laughs> literally now I'm telling you, this guy is worth, I mean, he must be worth over a hundred million dollars minimum. And, uh, he just told me everything. He just told me all the answers. It was like a consulting session. I, I was supposed to only have 30 minutes with him. And when he saw that I was interested in, and read his stuff and was was passionate about it, he was just like, oh, that 30 minutes, don't worry about that. We, we'll be here as long as you need me for. <laughs> so what you're saying, it works. And he didn't it know does. me from Adam. Like It's not like I came on and I'm this big podcast star. Like He'd never heard of me before, you know? Right. That is such an awesome story because it's so true. I mean, we see that over and over and over again. I mean, I've had people who you couldn't get them to sit down and have coffee with you if you wanted to, who yeah. will give me three or four hours of free coaching, consulting. They'll end up buying my stuff or bringing me a huge list of people. Like, it's just bizarre how willing they are to give to you when you just take the time to become their friend and give them what they want, which they want exposure. They want brand exposure. That's why they're on your show, right? Yeah. And I, I think you're a wasting opportunities if you don't try to figure out a way to become friends with every single person you interview, because they end yeah, up becoming, agreed. like you said, I mean, your, your hero is willing to give you hours of his time answering the questions that you really have. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, no, it blew my mind that I'm going to, he said, and he, he offered to chat again and I said, absolutely. So, so yeah, well, let me ask you this question. Um, just to move and change a little bit. So you've had so many people on your show, right? Really successful people, people like me. I'm joking, but no, you've had <laughs> like you've had lots of joking, success. folks. This guy is super successful. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that's a joke, but but seriously, like you, you have had so many really successful people on your show. What would you say are some of the commonalities that you see with these successful people? And and we're talking business today specifically, what would you say are some of the things that keep on cropping up that are almost like a DNA of a successful business owner, uh, shall we say? Honestly, it comes down to one thing and it's relationships. That relationships equal money to them. And not that it means, hey, every relationship is worth a dollar to you. You know, we, we try to quantify relationships, but these people know, and I keep saying guys, I mean, men and women, Sure. They're very, very uh, interested in having people, other successful people know them. And um, they know that every relationship they make is worth something. I've watched yeah. over and over and over again with these people we interview that, you know, they'll talk about Facebook ads. They'll talk about um, self-development. They'll talk about this new business they started, or maybe they just won an Olympic medal or something. But every single one of them, the way they got there was through relationships. And it's so interesting to watch, um, you know, when, when we start new businesses, we focus so heavily on building a website and making sure our sales process works and all this stuff where if you'll just stop and spend a week of your time <laughs> focusing on building some relationships with people who are already winning, mm -hmm. just watch what the, what magic happens. It's just crazy. And that's what all of them have done. Hence where that's why the mastermind came out of that. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I mean, one of the things that I, I just connected to that idea, relationships, I, I keep telling people about when you're starting out, especially that's the time you've got to be building up your network, but not in the traditional sense um, I've actually, like I spent a number of years, literally just going out and like helping people with things for no money, just 
to get to know them, to build that relationship, right. to, to build that trust. So, so with that in mind, if you're just starting out, like uh, what are, what are some ways we can foster relationships that are valuable then? Is there other, is podcasting the only way or is there other things you recommend as well? Honestly, and I know this is going to sound like I'm like pitching my company here, but I'm, I really think everybody should have a podcast period. Because whether you even post the episode or not is inconsequential. I think interviewing somebody is where you're going to get the opportunity to become friends and to see where magic happens. I, I don't think that you can get around the people part, right? Yeah. You know, people try to do this through Facebook groups or, you know, social media or what have you, but I don't think there's any better way. And I'm saying, I'm not saying a podcast is the only way, but I think you need to actually have a conversation with these people. I mean, a lot of you are probably e-commerce people, right? You're selling things through Amazon or what have you. You might be saying, well, how do I, how do I make a podcast around that? And my, my argument to you would be, how, how come you haven't been sitting down with your customers? How come you have, like anybody who buys your product is somebody that you should be talking to. And you need to break apart, like, how has this product been helping you? Why, what, what happened before you bought this product that made you want to buy it? You know, if you're selling backpacks, for example, let's just say you're selling a backpack for, um, you know, traveling through the world. Are these people buying it who are, you know, are they going back to school or are they people who are uh, wanting to backpack Europe? Are they somebody who's a business person who is just needs a good backpack they can use for while they're flying all over the place? Like, who are these people? And the only way you're going to figure that out isn't through all these crazy, ridiculously, you know, data mining and all this other stuff. It just spend a few minutes getting to know them and, and talk with them. So you know, even if you're not recording the interview, I just have found that's the fastest way in the door is to say, hey, there's an interview. Just see what see what they're willing to do. Yeah, see if they're willing to sit down with you and talk with you. I, I think a great example of what you're saying there as well is that show Hot Ones on YouTube. Have you watched that before? I, I have Hot not. Ones. Now I'm going to go look it up. <laughs> I think it's called Hot Ones. Basically, they take a lot of different celebrities, business owners, all kinds of different people, and they sit down with uh, hot wings, chicken wings, and yeah. they have all different like heat, sauces and whatever a lot oh, of comedians yes, like. I have seen this yeah I think it's called hot ones I could be wrong but but it's a brilliant example of like they have products there these are different sauces for for whatever uh, for chicken wings and but they're they're having a conversation but then they're featuring the product while chatting and so that's just an example again of like you could be featuring your product while also creating content and I think that's the thing that I'm learning from you today as well it's like You've got to think about the connection, like what the, the, the connection of your content to what you're doing. There's always a connection because at the end of the day, like you said, you're, you're selling to people, you're selling to other humans. And I, I would agree with you that a huge superpower you mentioned is getting other people excited, but obviously another huge superpower you've built is building relationships and then understanding how to take those relationships in an ethical manner and to monetize them further. And I think that's really, really smart. And I, I've, I've just sitting here reflecting today, been like, okay, one of the things I'm going to do after today's show is I'm going to book in and speak with Josh a bit more about, about this for what we're doing, because you've, you're, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. So with that said, people are listening today, you got to go and obviously check out what Josh is up to. So where will we send these people today, Josh, to begin to learn more. Obviously, I think we can do something together uh, to help people down the line. But in the meantime, have you got somewhere that people can go to check you out? Yeah, well, so let me let me just give one little oh, piece of do. advice here too. As much as you want, I, by the way. As much as you want. Yeah, well, just just a quick little note here. For a lot of you who are listening to this, you might be brand new and you've, you, you're like, I have zero confidence in this space. 
the first thing that you want to focus on is focus on the platform that you already spend your time on. If, if you're really excited about Instagram every day, go, go figure out an Instagram strategy for yourself. I still think a podcast can fit into any social media platform, but the way that our business is built is we are about maximizing every single platform. I mean, the content we're building is written video and audio, right? It's everywhere. 120 pieces of content out of an hour of content is, is a lot. Don't yeah. think that that's something you can go do by yourself. And don't try to, because you're not at the stage. If you're starting out, you're not at the stage where you need to be doing that. What you need to do is dominate one platform first. So what, what I did when I first started, I just like LinkedIn. I'm one of those weird people that I actually really like scrolling through LinkedIn, um, especially <laughs> just following business people. Um, sure. I will tell you, if you post a resume or like something about your job, I actually usually disconnect with you. And it's not because I don't like you, but it's because <laughs> the content I want to see is from successful entrepreneurs. And so I love, I love LinkedIn. Um, and that's where I started, but you know, now we're everywhere. You can see us on all the different platforms, right? But I want you to think about that. If you're just starting out saying, okay, don't get overwhelmed with all of this. But what I do have for all of you is, you know, we we're pretty selective about who we work with. Um, so what we do is we actually have a place you can go to steal my entire business model. We lay it out for you. Wow. And Steven, if you have a great team, you could literally copy these videos and do exactly what we do. I just give it away. Boom. <laughs> um, no email required or anything. It's so if you just go to podcastmultipliers.com forward slash steal my business, it will take you right to um, that page. So there's just a series of videos and articles and we keep adding more to it. Anytime we have, you know, a standard operating procedure or, a, you know, um, any sort of good content as far as how to do what we do, we put it up there. So you can follow straight through to that link and it'll give you everything you need to know to, to kind of kick it off. And if you want to, and you feel like, Hey, you know what? I am at a point, I have a good sales process. I have a great team and I, I need to make an authority play. You can book a time on that page to meet with us as well. That's awesome. And so just so I have the link correct, it's podcastmultipliers.com forward slash it's steal my business, but is there like uh, any hyphens or anything like that? Nope, in this all community? one word, steal my business. Okay. Okay. I'll look, I'll look at that up later on. That's awesome. Well, geez, that's an amazing resource. And yeah, I mean, that I think one of the things you said there, I think is really important. It's like, and I deal with it in this way also. It's just tell people what it is you're looking to do and also tell them what's in it for them. So that at the end of the day, like, I mean, you're, you, there's nothing to hide. Like you, you're happy to work with people if that's something that they need. Same with ourselves. And I think it's awesome that you're just like, there's the information. But if you want to make this a hell of a lot easier, come work with us. And that's a good model. And it's a good mentality for us all to have. And I don't really like the word, but I can't think of a better one. But it's an abundance mentality. There's more than enough business to go around for you, Josh. And so uh, I think that's a really cool strategy. So podcastmultipliers.com forward slash steal my business. And, and is there anything else, Josh, that you'd like to cover that I didn't ask you today that you feel would be beneficial to everybody? Or do you think we, we, we knocked it out of the park? I think we did an excellent job. I just want to give one final kind of shout out to everybody is that Please. if you're listening to this show, I mean, you obviously have that entrepreneurial spirit and whether you've tapped into it or not and said, Hey, I want to, I'm going to actually start a business. It's inconsequential. But I want you to look at it and say, okay, I want you to remove all sense of risk when it comes to entrepreneurship in your mind. Entrepreneurship is not risky in today's world. There is zero risk in starting a business. The only thing you can lose is a little bit of your time. And if you want to learn, you know, how to, to be an entrepreneur, listen to Steven's show, go leave him a, a five-star review. I mean, this guy has an awesome show. So make sure you go five-star review it on iTunes, but um, listen into it, get some ideas and then go try it. Just try it. 
<laughs> what do you have to lose? Yeah. And I, do you want to know something? You gave so many good ideas today that people can actually go and do. And that is huge. And that's, that's what it's all about. So I have to really just say thank you, Josh, for giving us such value today, genuine value, not the fluff value that some people think is great. Uh, you gave <laughs> real value today. So uh, thanks for being a great guest. And I look forward to getting this out to everybody. So that said, thanks for Josh for coming on today. Podcastmultipliers.com forward slash steal my business. Go and steal Josh's business. And I'm sure I can, I can get Josh to come and help us a little further with Side Hustle Heroes. But Josh, thanks again, man. An awesome interview. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much for your time, man. Have a good one. 